Christ's gift. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. A special thanks to Ron for sharing the pulpit with me this morning, and to all of you here at St. John's who have given us such warm hospitality throughout this weekend. We're very grateful. I bring you greetings from the Episcopal Diocese of West Texas, Bishops Gary Lillibridge and David Reed, and from our home congregation, St. Mark's Episcopal Church in downtown San Antonio, the Reverend Beth Knowlton, rector. My colleague Jane Patterson and I have spent the past month working our way through the six regions of the Diocese of Wyoming at the invitation of Bishop Smiley. We presented workshops on discipleship and ministry, as well as a variety of other biblical topics, as we have traversed the breathtaking highways and byways of Wyoming. From Cheyenne, Laramie, Torrington, Douglas, Sundance, and Sheridan in the east, to Worland, Cody, and your wonderful diocesan retreat center, Thomas the Apostle in the north, to the little Snake River Valley in the south, from Casper to the Arapaho and Shoshone Reservation in Ethity and Fort Washakie, Rock Springs and Kimmerer in the southwest, before concluding our work this past week in Pinedale and this weekend, here in Jackson. We've been generously shepherded this past month by the Reverend Lori Modisett from Wheatland, your diocesan director of Christian education. And I'm guessing by you looking at my wonderful suntan that you've concluded not all of those 30 days were spent in work. <laughs> Lori has not only been a wonderful quartermaster arranging our lodgings and meals, but she's a superb tour guide as well. She has taken us to every part of God's inexpressibly wonderful creation here in the state of Wyoming. And the ability to get outside um, as we've escaped the Texas heat has just really been energizing and enlivening to us. As our time here in Wyoming draws to a close today, I'd like to share with you a few of the exciting ways that congregations in your diocese are being faithful stewards of the grace of God given to them according to the measure of Christ's gift in their communities. St. Paul's Church in the little Snake River Valley collaborates with local schools and churches to use their church as an after-school learning site. School buses drop off students at the church weekly, where they engage in Bible study and prayer and a variety of other activities that enhance their education at the public school. Christ Church in Douglas operates Bobby's House, a beautifully renovated home next door to the church that serves as a hospitality center and overnight lodging for families coming to Douglas because a loved one is hospitalized there. All Saints Church in Torrington operates a ministry called Gracie's Promise, which provides financial assistance primarily to families with children age 21 or under 
who are battling catastrophic medical circumstances. Like Christ Church in Douglas, All Saints recognized that in Wyoming's vast rural regions, families often must travel great distances for multiple treatments at large urban medical centers for severe illnesses or disabling accidents. Gracie's promise began when the heart of one parishioner opened to this need because her granddaughter faced just such a life-threatening illness that created great financial hardship for their family. Gracie's promise raises money very creatively in Torrington by selling wildlife art note cards printed from the works of Torrington's own award-winning Wyoming wildlife artist, Bud Watson. Everything about Gracie's promise reflects the measure of Christ's gift present in Torrington. In Glendo, St. John the Baptist has a similar ministry called Marge Cares. They, too, provide financial assistance to families who have to travel large distances as a consequence of medical necessity. This ministry started the same way as Gracie's promise, when one parishioner's family had to make numerous trips to Baltimore's Johns Hopkins Hospital for treatment. The congregation at Good Shepherd in Sundance has turned in a different direction. In a variety of ways, they support the youth who attend the alternative high school down the street from the church. They help teach challenged youth how to garden and cook, and they welcome them for meals at the church throughout the year. The impressive list of local ministries goes on and on. Yet the formula for this discipleship is quite simple. Parishioners are looking around their own towns and seeing the needs of people that lie on the doorsteps of the church. Then they measure the extent of Christ's gift in their own congregation and respond accordingly. They have become faithful stewards of the grace God has given them to enrich the lives of the people in their communities. These congregations are answering an important question raised by the author Reggie McNeil. And here's his question. If your entire congregation disappeared tomorrow, would it leave a hole in your local community that would be hard to fill? These churches have all answered yes to McNeil's question. I know from our time here this weekend at St. John's that fruitful discipleship is also taking place right here in Jackson. Among other things, I've heard of St. John's outreach work through the Browse and Buy thrift store, your work with Habitat for Humanity, the Latino Resource Center, the Food Cupboard, and your Cuba mission. St. John's continues to be a channel for God's life-giving grace to bless the community of Jackson and beyond. 
But God also is calling us to discipleship and ministry in our own individual lives in the midst of daily life. As Paul writes in this morning's epistle, lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. What he means is that God calls each one of us to embody the person of Jesus Christ in all the various circumstances of ordinary life. God gives each one of us grace, that life-giving power of God, to steward for the benefit of those on our own doorsteps. With all humility and gentleness and with patience, God calls us to discern and respond to the many ways that God uses each of us as channels for grace to enrich the lives of people we encounter every day. How is God calling you to be Christ for others? Maybe it's in your workplace where Christ in you might become God's divine agent for peace and reconciliation in an otherwise conflicted workplace. Maybe it's in your family where Christ living in you might serve the needs of a suffering loved one. Maybe it's here at St. John's where the measure of Christ's gift alive in you could serve the needs of this congregation through teaching or serving in worship or providing pastoral care to other parishioners like the Stephen ministers who are being commissioned this morning. Maybe God is calling you here at St. John's to participate in equipping the saints for the work of ministry in the world. The opportunities for discipleship in Christ are unlimited. All it takes is eyes to see and ears to hear the needs of people all around you. Evaluate for yourself how you can help. Put yourself in the service of others and God will do the rest. God will grace them through Christ who lives in you. Our prayer for each of you this morning and for the St. John's community is that God will continue to guide you and empower you to be channels of grace that transform your world. Amen.